The Word in the World. You're listening to The Word in the World podcast, a resource to help make the world around you make sense. Let's zone in and share with each other our knowledge, encouragement, wisdom, and understanding. This is The Word in the World. Welcome back to the Word in the World podcast, where we bring you topics, talk, and truth. Everything from the news to the New Testament. So how you doing, Ash? Yo. What's going on, Rashida? <laughs> podcast takeover. They've been hacked. Yes. Wow. <laughs> so uh. clearly, uh, <laughs> we are permitting the wise to speak. Oh, yeah, okay. Because usually, I, I, don't, I don't let, I don't, Marcus, I don't know if you knew. Uh-huh. I don't let Rashida speak before 9 p.m. Right. Wait, she can't talk before 9 p.m.? Yeah. I cut yeah. Ash off at 8 p.m. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I might Dang, have to. I, I, I be trying to go to sleep. I dog. might have to yeah. adopt that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Dad, you don't let her talk all day. All day. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. <laughs> oh, man. This so awesome. Yeah, so we got the wives on the show. Welcome, ladies. Thank you. Hello. Thank you. My Hello. wife, Ashley. Jason's wife, Rashida. Yep. Yeah. So, um... We had them on because we had a question come in from one of our listeners. Um, Jason's going to read the question for us, but we thought it would be good to have like a woman's perspective. Yeah. You know, as a part of the answer. So go ahead and read that question for us, Jay. Yeah. Jennifer from Brooklyn says, Hola, I've heard over and over again not to date or marry an unbeliever, but I've also heard countless stories of women who dated and married men who weren't believers at first and or weren't spiritually mature and over time with countless prayers they became equally yoked i know god is a respecter of covenants marriage being one of them so would god not approve i have one friend who even surpassed his girl spiritually and gives thanks to her for being the reason he even knows christ so ultimately my question is does one truly have to be equally yoked to date or marry Jennifer from Brooklyn. Mm. So that's a very uh, common question, I think, with a lot of like uh, men and women, especially if you're thinking about getting married and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess we kind of, before like diving all the way in, we kind of wanted to like establish what exactly equally yoked even means. Yeah, what does that mean? Where does it come from? Like, yeah. The concept itself, like in the Bible. I see it in 2 Corinthians mm-hmm. chapter 6, verses 14, mm-hmm. where it says, Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. This is the King James Version. It says, For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? Yeah. And what communion hath light with darkness? Mm. So is he talking specifically about, like, you know, the marriage covenant or relationships just in general? Yeah, I think he that that was that wasn't in the context of marriage. I was okay. just generally speaking equally yoked. Okay, okay. And then we looked up uh because I don't even I I thought <laughs> for a while that he was talking about like egg yolk. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I, didn't even, <laughs> I didn't even know that you know Y O K E is the word. Yeah. I mean because I'm not like a farmer dude. I don't I don't know about like you know what I'm saying, cultivating and all of that kind of stuff. But apparently, like, oxen and cows, they have, like, a yoke that goes mm. around their heads that make 
just basically like keeps them uh together like in pairs and stuff like that or maybe more but like it keeps them like going the right direction basically it's this device that they're like clamped into and they pull the uh the tractor beams and the the apparatus <laughs> well i think um like ash had found a good example of this earlier <laughs> don't look at me like you permitted to speak right now you can talk right now it's not eight yet. It's not eight yet. So, what's that? What you would you find earlier on being unequally yoked? So, the article that I found on ProjectInspired.com says that Paul used the term "equally yoked" as a word picture relevant to the culture of the time. A yoke of oxen is made up of two animals, both pulling their weight. When one is weaker than the other, the team is unequally yoked and cannot effectively complete the work required of them in relationships this equal partnership looks something like having the following three things in common um those three things are spiritual identity spiritual legacy and spiritual goals good stuff good stuff right right so like i'm trying to think right like how does that play out you know like in a relationship yeah you know what i'm saying like what like how do you know that you're unequally yoked with somebody you know and then i kind of got another question after that too like uh-huh when i won't even jump ahead like how do you know though like if you're unequally yoked with someone yeah i feel like if you're all i mean if you're at odds about um i mean anything really uh just being at odds not being able to come to decisions jointly on things not sharing the same you know spiritual views or mm. views about finances if you're married it, i mean it could present itself in a lot of different ways mm. yeah because that's what i was thinking about earlier right like i think it, it really starts to surface itself in the decisions that you have to make you yeah. know because i think that your decisions are going to look a lot different you know when you have different belief systems yeah. you know what I'm saying like we talk about it all the time like you act on what you believe right so it's like you know if it comes to i don't know something simple as going out to like party and drink or something like that and mm-hmm. one person is like you know well i don't think that scene is really where we should go or be based on what you know i believe or how i feel about it you know the other yeah. person might feel a different way right you know if they're not of the same you know beliefs but i mean mm-hmm. other things too like i like how you said finances you know what i'm saying like i don't know you, you think have, about like tithing even like yeah one person's like hey we should give 10 percent of our gross income every year and the other person's like i don't i have I don't no interest in doing that, that. yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> i'm not doing that we could go on vacation <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> stuff like that exactly so i feel like the decisions you know are really gonna you know kind of make it obvious whether or not because i'm thinking like prior to decision making right mm-hmm. it's like if you if you ain't got no big decisions to make y'all can y'all can easily appear to be on oh, one accord right. with everything yeah you know just having fun because mm-hmm. outside of decisions you're just having a good time yeah most of the time right even with children too you mm-hmm. know like if you don't agree on how you're going to raise your children what morals what values wow. you're going to give them yeah that shows unequally yoke right there yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. i mean and then if you want to talk about children that not only affects the marriage but it also affects the children when they see the disaccord with their parents yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not just yourself. You have to think about when you are thinking unequally yoked when children are involved. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing, too. It's like when people are kind of answering this question in regards to like getting married, like it doesn't stop at getting married. You're talking about an entire lifetime with somebody who may never agree with you mm-hmm. in the bigger moments, right? You know, or the bigger decisions. Yeah. So. 
But I guess oh, we'll go ahead. Nah. I was gonna say like like in this in this scripture like you know where Paul's talking about being um, unequally yoked, he's talking about being unequally yoked with unbelievers. So I kind of had a question like, can you be unequally yoked with somebody who is a fellow believer? Yeah, you know, and like, what would that look like? Mm-hmm. You know, man. Well, when I think about the uh, just the image of the oxen, Google equally yoked oxen and like just pull up the images and you'll see you'll get this like image of what it looks like to be like yoked equally. And like if one of the oxen, for instance, if it sits down, like the other oxen's head is like tilted, wow. it's like weighed down a little right. bit, you know, and they obviously can't go different directions, you know. So it's like even if you are in a marriage and you're equally yoked in terms of your uh you know faith in christ Mm -hmm. you still may have uh different understandings different convictions uh you still may you know want to operate in your faith in different ways so it's really like about how you know paul says stuff like when he's writing uh his different epistles to the churches he's saying like you know be in agreement be of one be of one accord and stuff like that because it's so important mm. you know when you're in a in a body together and and you know as when you're one essentially right. you need to be like on board with like doing the same thing you know yeah. being of one mind kind of like first first thing i think of like when you when you talk about that is like two people who even have like different levels of faith yeah. yeah you know so you might be like facing a certain type of situation and one person is going to respond like nah we good because of what the words say and the other person might be like freaking out yeah you know and it kind of reminds me of like a situation that we have faced you know kind of early on you know like in our walk with christ for real right mm-hmm. like when we were facing like uh some financial difficulties or whatever and um like we you know when it was time to like pray about it and stuff like that mm-hmm. i would kind of you know, in taking the lead, I would kind of be like, nah, you know, we're not going to really worry about it. We're just going to ask God for some help. Yeah. You know, and when we asked for help, things got worse. And, like, as they were getting worse, you know, my wife, Ash, over here, you know, she's like, you know, at some points, yeah. she, her faith wasn't, it just wasn't as strong. Yeah. You know, but then God showed himself to be faithful. Everything worked out. But yeah. you're going to face, you know, both of us believers still facing situations where our facing a situation where our levels of faith were just just Mm -hmm. different you know and you know that kind of i don't know like how about you guys like like were you guys equally unequally yoked no No, we were not not. i'll let her tell that now we weren't so jason wasn't christian when we first got married i was christian and um yeah I, i did feel a certain way about it but you know i really liked him and really loved him but no, it's not something that I would def- that I would recommend to anybody um, because initially you think that it's going to be cool. Like you think that, oh, like what could you really argue about? It's just different religion, just just different faiths, you know. Actually, he had he had no faith. He he was like oh, the, one of them, <laughs> like one of the wow. universe people, you know. Oh, so right. Well, yeah, I was just like uh, believing in like. I was I was reading occult books, you know. I was like, uh, I was searching, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. But in the meantime, I was kind of making it up as I went along, type of thing. Like, all right, I'm gonna just go with the universe and let that be what I think is 
you know, Whatever the thing to believe in. Yeah, 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 pretty much. I got you. But then, you know, early on, like, literally, like, maybe, like, a week later after getting married, like, you kind of realize that things are just, it's different. Huh. You know, things that I would be excited about, he yeah. wasn't excited about. Um, if I saw a scripture or, or if I was, like, reading a book or listening to a sermon and I wanted to share it with him, I couldn't share it because he didn't understand the type of enthusiasm that came behind it. And oh, so. Wow, yeah. It was definitely difficult in the beginning of our marriage. It felt actually a little lonely mm. because you're excited in this thing, but by yourself. Definitely wouldn't recommend it. Yeah. But we was on Equally Young, but thank God. I kind of, <laughs> I kind of want to ask a little bit, like, uh, because I feel like, all right, like, all right, in our particular situation, I feel like I kind of took that lead, you know. At what point? <laughs> <laughs> so I yeah mean, i mean like, i gotta I will ask y'all were y'all equally yoked go ahead, when baby, you met and you all of that i mean when we first met and yeah we, we were dating uh -huh. and even right after we got married no um i think that i mean i was i mean okay i was going to church i'll put it that way i was going to church and i call myself trying um, marcus you didn't go to church you didn't read the bible like you weren't doing anything when we first got married that's right. I was kind of the one hope, like praying that you would eventually come along. Yeah. And then like oh, you was praying for me. Yeah, I did. No, I do. God. Look at God. Um mm. that, that what a woman. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but I mean eventually the tables obviously did turn at some point. I mean, they've gone back and forth over the course of what, seven years now. Mm -hmm. But when we first got married, no, we were not equally yoked. Like I think I had a little bit more of a desire to get to know Christ and build a relationship with Christ versus Marcus. Okay. He really didn't. I mean, he wasn't like into the universe or the stars or anything like that. But All that crazy stuff. No, he believed in God, <laughs> but he just didn't have a relationship. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So so what happened? You must have had a come to Jesus moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did. But all right. I guess like I'm, I'm thinking about like once we did get going, right? right? The serious walk with Christ, mm -hmm. right? How how would you say that played out? Um, and here's here's the only reason I'm asking this question, right? Is because I I kind of feel like in our particular case, I kind of took the lead on the serious part of it. You know what I mean? This is not. Come on, baby. Come on. Come on now. Y'all should see Ash's face. <laughs> Ashley's like, yo, watch yo, your words. Watch your words. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about watch it. How you no, saying that? No, no, no. I can respect that. I can okay. respect that. Yeah. When you say serious, like, not to say that I wasn't serious in the beginning. Mm. It's just that I, I wasn't in it for the long run. Like, I wasn't, I was more for the sprint, not the marathon. You've been in it for the marathon. Yeah, I guess, I guess like, even when I say serious, I should define that, right? Hunger that is the, the word. Yeah, that's yeah. really it. Like, I'm, I got, I just got, I got to a point as a husband, like, realizing, like, you know, I'm not doing things right, you know, right. and uh, many things can happen. If we continue down this path or whatever, you know, so I just got to a point where I'm like, all right, I got to dive in this word now and figure it out, you know, hard. And that's when I say, like, when I say serious, I don't mean like you you didn't care. I'm saying serious. Like I went, I had to go ham on the Bible. <laughs> mm. You know what I'm saying? You take the lead, right? Yeah. That's how it's it was, to be. The way it's supposed to be. And that's why I kind of asked Amen. this question, right? Is like, how did you feel Rashida being the one, like as the woman you know what I'm saying? Like uh, being like, especially like biblically uh, grounded as the one who was supposed to submit. You know what I'm saying? Like how did how did it feel from in that position? From the equally from the unequally yoked yeah, part of our marriage. Equally yoked, yeah. You know, point. Um, it was definitely difficult because 
Um, you know, my understanding of it is that, you know, I'm following my husband as he's following Christ, and my husband wasn't following Christ at the time. Mm. And so um, I still had to respect and honor him as my husband. And so a lot of that would be like me praying and asking God to lead him even if he might not be aware that like God is leading him. But mm. that was just like my faith and my trust that wow. I had to put in God in order to lead my unbelieving husband as I followed after him. Wow. Mm. And so with that came, you know, a lots of prayer. I had to do lots of book reading, lots of counsel by other women that I knew were like spiritually grounded. Um, that's how that looked um, in the beginning of our marriage, um, trying to submit to someone that, that wasn't a follower of Christ at the time. Yeah. Mm. Because we're still answering, like, uh, Jennifer's question, right? So yeah. it's like, you know, can you still marry someone that you're unequally yoked with? Well, yes. But yeah. at the same time, like, you're going to... You don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're going you're gonna to face... You're going to face uh-huh. the, the the pressure and the, uh, the weight of holding the spiritual load mm. until right. that person comes to Christ. Yeah. You're going to be not like the roles are going to be all on you. Yeah. You know, so you're going to be worried about like fasting for this person and yourself. You're going to be worried about praying for both of y'all. You're going to be worried about, okay, if my husband doesn't want to go to church, do I still go to church? Like, oh, wow. it's a whole yeah. lot of stuff that if you, if y'all get pregnant now, it's like, you got to think about uh, raising children. How is this going to look? You got to be, huh. it's just a whole lot that'll be on or, or the husband, you know, like if your wife isn't, uh, uh, in Christ, you—it's just going to be a whole lot of, yeah. It's just a whole. I think the spiritual load, man, it will be on you. So I mean, while you can do it, like you said, I mean, we did it, and it was definitely the hardest part of our marriage. I think the wow. first three, four, maybe years was we were always at odds, always you know button heads because we could not agree on literally anything. And like he said, like our household was out of order. Mm. He wasn't in a place of leadership. And Rashida, on one hand, was you know still praying for her husband and able to respect and honor him and submit to him, although he wasn't in his place. Um, but, I mean, I had a lot of trouble with that because I wasn't where I was supposed to be in Christ either. So me not knowing my role as a wife, and you know how to submit and how to respect him made our marriage even harder because neither one of us were doing what we were supposed to do and i mean i Mm. was playing the role of the head of the house i was playing everything because i had no idea like where i fit in and how i fit in and what he should do and i feel like those are things that should be established before you decide to marry someone and you know take that union yeah yeah most definitely yeah Mm. So I kind of want to get like back to something Rashida was saying earlier. Like, if you find yourself in that position, right? Like, I believe my spouse doesn't believe. Like, and you kind of touched on a few things earlier, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but like, what what should you do? You well, know? Or, or, I mean, that's a question for everybody. But mm-hmm. like, what should you do? You yeah. know. Well, one definitely prayer. Um, not praying to have God force them to be saved because that's not the will of God because you know he wants people to come on their own free will but 
um, most of the time, like praying for the opportunity of Christ to be presented to them over and over and over again. Um, I specifically actually pray for Jason to be broken because in Psalms it says that God is close to the brokenhearted and the crushing spirit. So if I can get Jason to a point where mm. he can only turn to God and only God can save him and be there as like his backbone, as his as his like faith spouse, as you <laughs> <laughs> I don't well, know. I'm, I'm laughing because I'm thinking about you being like, love you, baby. Crush him, Lord. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how it was. Exactly how it was. Mm, mm, and so mm. I just knew, like, yo, Sleeping there's. with the enemy, boy. <laughs> there's just some people, that's how they come to Christ. Others, yeah. you know, they come, they make a decision in church, but then there's some people who are a little bit more hard headed, mm. Jason. And he just he needed some some breaking through so that, you know, God, the potter can like put him back together the way that he designed him to be here on this earth. So one way, definitely prayer for mm. sure. Um, don't go around posting scriptures and annoying them because that's actually something that used to get us into like arguments. Wow. If I would like we would go to church and it was so good. I'm like, did you feel anything? <laughs> and he's just like, no, it was a good, you know, it was a good word. And that was it. There, but right. You didn't feel nothing. <laughs> right. And so, cause that would get you mad. So definitely don't, don't do that. Don't be dropping scriptures, you know, mm. writing scriptures on the wall. They trying to like, Drop hints or whatever like that. In the lunchbox. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, I actually read a book. It's called uh, Mismatched Marriage by Lee Strobel and Leslie Strobel. And um, they were both atheists. And I think she became Christian during their journey. And then mm. she was trying to convince him to become Christian. Mm -hmm. And they talked about that dynamic, like what happened, what did she pray, what did she do? So mm -hmm. I read that on digital because I didn't want to have the physical book and Jason be like, oh, you think you're in a mismatched marriage? Like, mm -hmm. But it was definitely a book that really helped me out a lot when it came down to like how to pray. What was my position? Like, I'm not responsible to uh, bring Jason to Christ. Yeah. God the Father leaves leads those to Jesus but it it made me feel better about my position as a wife and what I should be doing and just my life in general should witness to Jason rather than trying to convince mm. like force him mm -hmm. see that's that's so like I guess like opposite of what I think most people would do right like you, I mean like you, like you say you started off kind of like almost like you might have pestered him a little bit. I like, did. You know, I did. What about this? How about that? You know, like that kind of thing. But even the scriptures, like, you know, like, you know, not by power, no by might, but by my spirit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like God got to do his work. It ain't it ain't your load, you know, right. to try to save anybody, right? So prayer and fasting, like, those are really the ways, you know? Mm -hmm. And even the Bible says, you know, like, nobody's going to come to Jesus anyway unless God the Father draws, draws them. them. Right. Yeah. right. So that, that whole process has to happen by by God, you know, and not necessarily by, you know, us. Yeah. I mean, like, should we still try to minister? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but you don't have to try to force, you know, the scripture down anybody's throat. And I right. think, I think it's, it's almost like you kind of learn that. I did, the hard that. way. Yeah. <laughs> but the cool thing was Jason was always open to it, you know. Mm -hmm. That yeah. was um, the greatest part of our dynamic was that he was always open to anything that was like a good idea. Mm, wow. And so he did tie with me. My unbelieving husband did tithe. My unbelieving husband at the time did fast with me. Wow. He even joined a men's group. I convinced him to join a men's group, a men's Bible group. And he did all those things, but he yet yeah, he wasn't Christian. Infiltrator. <laughs> you know? Perpetrator. Perpetrator. <laughs> 
So he was definitely open. So that was like, you know, the saving grace in our uh-huh. marriage that he was definitely open to some of the things that I had brought to the table. But mm-hmm. that Jesus talk, he was like, no, nah, I'm good. Wow. Yeah. wow. I can comment on the Jesus talk, too, because when we were going through periods in our marriage where Marcus yeah. was a little um, stronger in his walk or, you know, further into his walk or whatever you want to call it, uh-huh. um, I could say something as simple as, babe, I'm having a bad day or, you know, it's a rough day at work. And his response will legit be a scripture. Like, not even sure like. rejoice in the Lord. This is his day. Exactly. <laughs> and I. I'm not exaggerating. We will be glad in it. It was so bad that I like had to go. Like I even spoke to our co-pastor about it at church yeah. because I didn't know what to do. I felt so frustrated because I didn't feel like I had a friend or yeah. like um, a partner that I could talk to. I just felt like I had. A, I literally used to call him a walking Bible okay. because anything that ever came out of my mouth, if it was what he saw as a problem, mm-hmm. his of course the Bible is a solution. We know that. But like you say, you can't throw it down someone's throat and expect them to turn around based on your shoving it in their face. Yeah, that turned yeah, me yeah. even further away from it, to be honest, because right. like, here he go again, another scripture, another Bible verse. And it got to the point where it was like, if I brought a problem to him, I'd be like, go ahead, what's the scripture for today? <laughs> like, what's the, what's the scripture for this problem? Mr. Preacher Man. It and, was bad. And it put, it a, wedge, it put a wedge between us because yeah, I did. felt like I had no one to talk to okay. because without spitting a verse back at me, like, you can give me the Bible verse, but at least show some compassion as my husband first <laughs> before you you know shove the scripture down yeah, my throat it was yeah. like a, a pastor was so that's something house. you definitely don't want to do like yeah. of yeah. course minister to them if the opportunity presents itself but don't just walk around behind them like you know that paul three and you know paul said this <laughs> and you know you don't want to yeah. do that it's like do 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 what the scripture says right. not don't you without quoting it you yep. know like yep. if it says gently correct then like just do that yep. you know like yeah right because i'm way more likely to you know follow suit if i see him doing something like mm-hmm. anything with like diet and weight loss. I mean, yeah. anything. Like if I see him doing, I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I should try this too. Wow. So I was a little more likely to listen and to comply, so to speak, when I saw him actually walking and not just throwing it out there as a solution every time because he felt good about saying it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, one of the things you want to make sure though um, mm-hmm. is that like d- during that time, it actually drew me nearer to God. But it could also draw you further away too if you're not careful if you're like following his ways so i had to be very careful to make sure that like some of the things that uh jason was doing i wasn't like drifting further away and so Mm. during that time it it made me draw nearer to god so i understood him more so that i can practically witness to jason in a way that wasn't pestering so make sure that if your husband or your wife is unbelieving draw nearer to god so you understand him more so that you can be wise in how you witness to your spouse and not be pestered like how ashley was by the Mm. walking bible market and you said you also like prayed that i stopped reading or what was it? Oh yeah, so Jay is a is 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 a reader. He's like a high intellect. He likes to read books, and he had all these types of books like the Secret Science, face readings, Chinese, all these like <laughs> all these like gods that wasn't it was my like god. New age, yes, in the bookstore. That's the section. Yeah. And I would see him drop a book <laughs> in his book bag every day before he went to work, and I just knew it wasn't it wasn't the Bible or it wasn't like a, a spiritually led type of book and I knew I couldn't just hide all his books he would just be like where's my books so I um I pray like you know God if it's your will to like allow him to not 
desire these types of books anymore. Allow him to not desire to read anymore. So that <laughs> she it gives was hiding my books though. She, awesome. she hit a few of them. Joints. Well, the ones that was a little bit too detrimental. Okay, she was guarding you. She was. I was on the low, on the low, on the low. But uh, no, I just asked God. You know, if it's your will, Lord, like just let him not like reading anymore. And you know, that happened too. Yeah, over time he didn't like reading. Actually, in Bible study, yeah. Jason was like, "Oh, for some reason I I don't like reading anymore." And I was like, "Shoot, that was me." <laughs> <laughs> For some pretty reason. much pretty much <laughs> wow, wow yeah okay okay so when should you end like an unequally yoked relationship like maybe you've been with somebody for a while you know and you at some point or another you know maybe even this conversation you realize all right i might be unequally yoked with this person like when when should you end it mm-hmm. and i guess i'm wondering like you know for, for the married person that's rough. That's rough. Yeah. Are are you to end it if you're married to an equally yoked person? No. Like, prior to marriage, I could see you say, okay, this ain't going to work, you know, for whatever reason. But if you're married, though. Yeah. You know, I feel like your options are to do what we just talked about. Yeah. If you're married, I mean, Paul says in First uh, Corinthians 7, uh, around like 10, he uh-huh. talks about like, uh, if you're unequally yoked, uh, man or woman, you can't divorce them. Mm. Um, but then he goes on to say, like, if they want to leave, yeah. he's advising, you know, that they could leave at that point. Like, you don't have to, you know, it's it's not a, a sin. God doesn't dislike it at that point is what uh, Paul is saying. And that's First Corinthians seven twelve to 16, where he kind of says all that stuff. OK. OK. Yeah. All right. So so knowing that, like, in marriage, you, you sticking it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like prior to marriage like if you just have a relationship with somebody when like when do you know you should end it or what are some kind of key factors to saying okay i, I should end this mm. i mean I, f- I feel like it has to be after some attempts of trying to gently correct their course you know mm. like you kind of bring some things up to them saying like you know this is really not you know morally sound or right and if they continuously are pulling the other going the other direction then i think that you should end it because we shouldn't walk in the ways of the wicked we shouldn't even be hanging out with them because you don't want them to tempt you into doing the same thing or to walking on the same path so i feel like it has to be like after some course correction Mm. and they're just like nah like i'm not i'm not going that way even earlier you were saying that like uh whenever you would talk to them about anything he would just be open-minded you know and i think that's a big like that's that's necessary you know like you got to know like all right is, is this person just so stubborn that nothing right. i'm saying is even heard you mm. know or completely ignored or are they open to what i have to say right you know what if you can't like convince them like they're so logical they're so smart maybe that you may not know enough scripture or you may not have enough understanding of the word and the doctrine to like put things together where maybe they're asking like maybe like you're saying they're open-minded right and they're like okay Okay. well what's up with this scripture but why does this say this why does this say that you know like and it's like presenting yeah it's like yeah and you may not you may not have that understanding at that point and they like see you don't even know 
Like, you don't even know why you... I'm serious. They be yeah. like, you don't even know why you in this faith thing. You can't even explain to me what the resurrection's about. How did mm. how did Jesus get all that power you talking about? Then what do you do? I'm too... Be- I'm... I'm too, uh, my questions always kind of go to their life. Mm-hmm. Like, are you happy? Is everything, are you at peace? Because well, nine times out of 10, those same types of people got something going on with them. Mm-hmm. Like we're having this conversation because something is going on with you. Mm-hmm. Why do you feel like, let's say friends, you had a friend who like, who stole, right? Yeah. Why do you feel like you need to steal? Do you feel like you don't have everything? Mm-hmm. Why don't you have everything? Yeah. Like, oh, I got everything. I feel like everything that I have, I'm, I feel content and at peace with where I'm at in mm. life. Like, how come you don't feel that way? You got to steal. Yeah. So I always go to to the heart of the person, like to their personal life. You wanna you wanna start piercing my religion? Well, let me let's right. let's, let's let's have this conversation then. Yeah, right. How are you doing? I like that. And mm. then and then something I'm thinking of, like if you don't have those answers, right? Like, obviously they're going to be witnessing your life. So if you're really mm. walking in the fullness of a Christian life, they're going to witness some peace. They're going to witness some joy. They're going to witness mm. long suffering. They're going to witness all the fruits of the spirit, right? And so they're looking at your life, but you don't necessarily have to have all the answers right then and there. But what you can say, being as though you're already showing forth what that fruitful life looks like, mm-hmm. right? You can say, hey, you know what? I don't have the exact answer to that, but let's research it together. Wow. Because the answer, yeah. the answer is there. Because mm-hmm. I, I am, I'm showing you what it's what it's like to live you know this type of life a yeah. believer's life right so i may not have the answer verbatim ready to give to you right here and now but we can research it together yeah. let's figure it out together that's and dope. see if there's something there well I there's going to be something there but you know that's what I'm saying. much better than my way yeah Demarcus i was gonna way. say that's a good idea too much because better. then i feel like it levels the playing ground so mm. then that person who is questioning where you are or questioning what you know to you know be able to even say to them that they need to come to christ or match your level like you know what i mean like i feel like it levels the playing ground it's like like if you don't talk down to someone when you're standing above them like you get down to their level like you look them in the eye kind of thing so i think that when you make that suggestion to say let's find out together or you can prove to them or point out ways that you've experienced God yourself or you know this is but, but you know what I'm trying to, no, no no okay so you know what I'm trying to say like you can use your real life examples mm-hmm. and then say let's come together and find it in the word to support this real life example kind of thing Ooh, so I was yeah, just saying that like yeah. when you make that suggestion it then brings you down off the high horse that right. that person thinks that you're on yeah. because you're always throwing scripture at them and now y'all like on the same level so right. then you okay. can go into it together because yeah. that's something that Marcus and I used to go through like I used to always say like get off your high horse or you know you always ride on your high horse trying to tell me how i should live and what well, i, I should heard do. that every day but if he were to maybe at that point come down off of said horse yeah then i would have felt like on. we were a little bit you know more level yeah. or whatever yeah so i think that's a good suggestion to say let's find out together or let's research this together let's study it together rather yeah. than you just giving me answers because then I mean, me personally, I took offense to that because I was like, well, what would you think? I'm dumb. Yeah. Like, you need to teach me everything. Like, right. you don't know everything. Right. And then it probably would drive me to question you more. Like Jason said, well, what does this mean? What does that mean? Right. And the more you answer me, it probably would just make me even more mad because you actually didn't That's know it. it. Yeah. So yeah. even if you had to pretend like you didn't know, like, well, let's find out together. At yeah. least see if the person is open to it. Mm. That's great stuff, man. Great wow. Stuff. That's yeah. great. Yeah. So humbling. <laughs> <laughs> Humble yourself. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, uh, so thanks, ladies. 
for coming yeah. on. Thanks for having us. Thoroughly this was fun. enjoyed this you guys. Was fun. It's the first edition of the Couple Up series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we calling this Coupled Up every time we have the wives on. Y'all want to plug anything? You can find me on IG at. <laughs> 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 Go ahead, Ash. Tell me. No, but seriously, this is Ashley. You can find me on Instagram at Ashley.gun. A S H L E I G H dot G U N N. And this is Rashida, guys. You can find me on Instagram at Rashida.banks. That's R A S H I D A dot banks. Cool. Cool. So yeah, we are gonna do maybe a couple more episodes that'll be coming out recently. Um, the couple up series. Um, if you guys have any more questions that you think you want to hear us talk about uh, with our spouses, um, just shoot them to uh, our DM or whatever you want to do. Get in contact with us. I'm not. I'm not saying the email no more. Y'all don't be emailing us. They be emailing us though. Oh, they do. <laughs> they right. do. That's how you got the question. <laughs> right, we got this question from an email. So, <laughs> yeah, email us at contact us at the word the world dot com. And yep, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. Ladies. <laughs> Thank you guys for checking out this episode of the Word in the World podcast. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and repost with the hashtag, the Word X the World podcast. Also, we'd love to hear from you, so please send your questions, comments, praise reports, and testimonies, basically any and everything. We just want to talk to you guys. Send everything to contact us at thewordxtheworld.com. Have a great week, and be sure to check out next week's episode. Peace.